This is Dennis Reekin, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes. Welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas, and we have a jam-packed show two days before Christmas. Just tons of interviews set up today. We got the three members of the St. Joseph Ogden girls basketball team. Uh, got the Uni High girls basketball coach, as well as both coaches from the Prairie Central Hawks. Also got the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin boys coach and the Tuscola boys coach. So like I said, we're just filling out this entire show with interviews. The first one of which, as I mentioned before, was with three of the Spartans, the team that finished third in class 2A last season. We've got Peyton Valley, Atlee Hamilton, and Taylor Barnes, who were glad enough to join us and talk a little bit about how St. Joe's season is going so far. Take a listen. Peyton, I'll, uh, I'll start with you. I know with, uh, a lot of uh, the seniors graduated from last year's team and Hannah also dealing with her injury. Um, you being the lone returning starter from last year's team. Uh, what has it been like for you personally coming into this year with kind of a different group surrounding you? I've just been able to step up as a leader and lead our four new starters to like work as a team and try to help them as best as I can. What did last year do for you guys as a group? I mean, even for the girls who weren't receiving as much playing time, what did that whole experience of qualifying for state, placing third at state do for you guys coming into this year? It brought us all closer and made us really excited for this season because even though we lost a lot of great players, we knew that we would still be capable of doing great things this season. Atlee, I'll throw the next uh, couple questions here to you. What were workouts like? What were practices like as you guys prepared to to try and, uh, I guess, uh, re- retool on the fly? You're basically working with uh, some new starters. What was it like in the, in the workouts leading up to the season? First couple of weeks, Kevin worked us pretty hard. Um, we did lots of shooting drills, and we're still working on that kind of stuff. But newbies, oh, we did lots of running, and uh, yeah, we're just working really hard. Like I asked Peyton, you know, with, with the run to state, I'm sure that brought a lot of you girls closer together. Uh, did you have you seen that play out throughout this season? And what is the, I guess, what has the relationships been like among uh, among the girls on the team? I feel like the relationships have been pretty good. Um, the starters, I feel like we have a really good relationship since we played together last year, and um, we just clicked really well. Taylor, I'll get you a couple questions here as well. Scoring balance has been something you guys have uh, achieved throughout the year with a lot of different players, yourself included. Uh, what's been the key to you guys uh, all getting so many chances offensively? I think the key is that we're all like pretty good shooters. Like no matter what, we can all sh- like make shots inside and make shots outside. So it's really easy for everyone to score. It can be difficult to, at any level of basketball. Sometimes you know uh, sharing the ball is tough for some teams, but obviously for you guys, that that's not an issue. How are you guys so comfortable just uh, sharing the ball? And what's uh, what's that dynamic like on the team? We all trust each other a lot, and again, going from like coming back from. I think we are all a lot closer, and we all like learn like what type of players each individual is in the team, so it makes it a lot easier for everyone. Hey, now I'll throw it back to you. I know you uh, you were a good presence down in the paint last year, grabbing some rebounds, scoring some points down there. Is that a role you've kind of reprised uh, this year so far? Yeah, so far, rebounding is my thing. I'm more of a defensive player than an offensive player, so that's where I try to do my best. 
a lot of kids in high school, you know, they're, they're looking to top the score sheet. They're looking to score the most points. So uh, why is it important for you to take pride in that defense and that rebounding? Because I feel like we have a balanced offense. There's four other players on the court that I trust to shoot and make the ball. And so not all the time is everyone boxing out. So I just I try to be try to get the most rebounds and leave there. Atley, I'll throw you a couple questions here. I know we, we've had plenty of conversations uh, during track and field season. Uh, obviously, it's a different time of year, different sport. But um, uh, what, what is uh, what you've done in track and field over the, over the years? What does that do to help you on the basketball court? It's definitely keeping me more in shape. Having track and then going into open gyms over the summer, I feel like it's easier for me, and then as we continue to practice up to basketball season, it just helps me a lot in going up and down the court. Again, for you, Atley, how have you seen yourself uh, develop as a player here with uh, with increased playing time this season? I feel like I have improved a lot since at least freshman year and from last year. Um, getting more playing time has really helped me, and uh, being able to play with the other four starters has made me feel more comfortable and get into my groove a lot, too. So that's really helped. Taylor, uh, as far as your development as well, kind of a similar question to what I just asked Atley. Uh, how have you seen yourself develop on the floor, and what do you feel like your role is with this team right now? Well, I think with the loss of, like, last year's four starters and being a senior this year, like, I kind of took, like, a leadership role with the team. And I think that's helped me gain more confidence because I feel like the girls trust me on the court. So then I have more confidence when I'm going out and playing. You guys have played quite a few challenging games this year, Taylor, so far. Uh, Is there one specific game, whether it was a win or a loss, that you guys really feel like you learned a lot about yourselves in or that you feel like it was a very productive game? I feel like playing Morton was a big, like, eye-opener for us. Like, everyone knows they're very good. They've They've won state of 3A a lot. But um, even though we lost by a lot, I think we saw that we are a good team, and if we work together, we can be a really great team. And just watching a really good team play and, like, run their offense showed us, like, how we should run our offense. So I think just watching more in, like, when we played them helped us a lot. One more question for each of you. Uh, Peyton, I'll start with you. What, what's maybe the – what are the expectations for this group? What are some of the goals you guys have, have set out? Because I know – like we've been talking about throughout this interview, uh, you guys had a lot of change, but obviously you're 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 uh, working through it, and the team is coming together and doing well. So, what do you guys expect from yourselves? Well, one of the goals we set for ourselves is to win regional since we host it. But I really see the group of girls doing big things, great things. So I'm just excited to see what we can do. Atley, you guys have, uh, and I, I know you're not quite to the tournament yet, but uh, the State Farm Tournament coming up here. I know it's always a good challenge for for any program. What are your guys' goals and hopes uh, coming out of that tournament? I think we really just want to compete at a high level. And since we're coming in, we're in scores. Um, I think we just are going to shoot for that and see what we can do following that if we can get there. Taylor, uh, sticking with that State Farm uh, Holiday Classic, I mean, obviously you got to win your first game to, to get started, but uh, if you guys are able to rack up some wins there, maybe even contend for a title, I mean, just what would it mean to put together a good performance? Uh, what would it mean to this team? I think it would mean a lot, and it would give us a lot of confidence going into the second part of our season, and then hopefully that confidence pushes through postseason.
And that was St. Joseph Ogden Girls Basketball's Peyton Valley, Atlee Hamilton, and Taylor Barnes. Good luck to them in the State Farm Holiday Classic small school pool coming up here. And now we're uh, going to jump into an interview with Uni High girls basketball coach Brad Wilson. The Illinex, uh have eight wins on the season, already tying how many they got all of last season. I uh, talked with Brad before their game Thursday against Tuscola. Unfortunately for Uni High, they came out with a loss in that one, but he had plenty more positive things to say about this season so far. The fact that you guys have eight wins, on, you had eight wins on December 16th that went over to Cater Lutheran, got you there. I mean, matching the season total from last year, what did that mean to this group of girls, especially the ones who were holdovers from last year's team? Yeah, going into the season, I knew we had a chance. and We, we set our goal um, to at least double those wins. Um, we One of our pillars is, is commitment, and um, they've, they've given me great commitment. We've, we're working hard, and uh, we still haven't even played to our ability yet. I don't think we haven't put together a whole full four quarters yet. And um, once we do that, I think we could be a, a really good team. Your girls got off to a hot start. I mean, 4-0, uh, a win over Rantoul, a school that's significantly larger than, than Uni High. I mean, what did that start, that 4-0 start, do for your girls' confidence? Oh, yeah. We talk about confidence all the time. And when I came in three years ago, I just wanted to build their confidence up. Um, yeah, getting getting the four wins off the, right off the bat of the season, um, really got them to play a little more looser. Um, and we play a decently tough schedule um, and uh, before conference. We play a lot of 2A teams and then, then that 3A team. And just um, they just work really hard, and their confidence is, is rising and continues to rise. You guys are not uh, set up to play in a holiday tournament, so this is the last game. You got, your girls are going to be playing for some time. So, I mean, how much emphasis – are you putting on this game and just letting the girls know this is a chance to, to go into the break with, with a positive attitude? Yeah, it's a very, very important game, and we put a lot of emphasis on it going in um, with a win because we don't play again, like you said, for two weeks. And, and um, getting to that ninth win even, just speeding uh, last year's win total already would be a huge boost for the program. The fact that you guys do not have a holiday tournament, I know you're far from the only school in the area that uh, takes the time off, but uh, why why is that the case for this group? Uh, why have you decided not to play in a holiday tournament? At break time, usually after after finals, um, they go visit their family during Christmas and they go on um, uh, vacation, um, per se, to, to where their family's from and maybe different country, maybe California, maybe New York, but most of the girls really travel during that time. So, again, we would have that problem of not having enough girls to play. So, instead, um, we do have practices during those times for the ones that are here, just work on individual skill sets. And and coming into that, I thought that would be a huge issue because I never um, had that uh, coaching at uh, VGH or anywhere else. And um, it actually seems to work out well for us so that they actually come back refreshed, so it's an interesting concept. I know I've already had a conversation with Lara. How impressed have you been with what she's done this year? Yeah, Lara's played really well for us. She's improved a lot from last year. Last year, she was pretty much just a, a shooter from the outside, and this year she stepped up her game and has been taking it to the basket a little bit more. She still does have um, – 32 threes on the year, which is only one away from 
the uni high season record. So hopefully uh, she, she beats that tonight, but um, just, just being aggressive and taking the ball to the basket. She also takes a U of I class on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So she only gets about 20 minutes of practice on those nights. Um, so when we get her back in the second semester, she doesn't have that class. We get her back and get her going full time. Uh, I mean, her potentials unlimited there. I know the Oshkosh girls both have done uh, pretty well. Dina seems to be the one who's on the on the top of the stat sheet a little more. But what can you say about both of the Oshkosh girls? Yeah, starting with uh, Sara, she's uh, one of our two senior leaders. Um, she's she's a great girl, works hard. She's improved tremendously. And then you have um, Dina, her sister, who is also a sophomore. She, her talent level is is also unlimited. She works hard nonstop all year round on her basketball game and, and fitness, to be honest with you. I've never seen somebody work so hard as Dina. Her, her skill set is really, really good. We just need to work on transitioning that into games. Ella Greer has been a, a presence in the paint, if not scoring, just bringing down the boards. How has she been able to do so well rebounding the ball? Is it a size factor? Is she just really good at getting positioning? What's the deal? Yeah, Ella Greer is about 5'10", 5'11". She's, she's really active. She's another sophomore. Um, she just has a lot of energy, to be honest with you, and, and she attacks the boards. I knew the Rebounding was going to be a problem coming into the season, losing uh, Mikhail Anderson, who led the area last year in, in rebounding with about 13 per game, and we had to replace that. And and uh, Ella's doing a real nice job. I think she's averaging about eight or nine rebounds per game. Um, she just stays active around the basket, to be honest with you. Um, once we get that rebounding down as a team again, I think we could uh, um, go to another level. You guys, obviously, with the Tuscola game, then you got a couple more uh, non-conference games out of the break before you really go into the ECIC schedule. Uh, I guess what's the conversations like among the girls as far as the potential and as far as what you guys are hoping to achieve the the, the second half of the season? Yeah, the goal is to um, go into the conference and um, and win the conference. To be honest with you, we're we're two and one right now in the conference with a with a loss to Arthur Christian. Um, earlier in the year, but we got them played it on the list again. And then um, Judah Christian's been playing pretty well. So um, have two two tough battles with them. But um, yeah, our goal is our goal is to just win it this year. To be honest with you, we're not um, going to settle. We're not going to settle this year. It's been an uphill battle for Uni High girls basketball in the in the few years that I've been covering it. But uh, this year, I mean, it seems like uh, you you guys have found the formula. I mean, how nice is it for you as a coach to be saying that Uni High basketball is heading in the right direction? Oh, it, it's great. It's uh, been one of my goals since I took over. I think the a couple of years before I took over, they went through like three different coaches in three years, and then win totals of maybe two to four per season. Um, our first year we won seven, then we won eight last year, and um, the girls are just buying in into the system, which is uh, we like to push the ball a little bit and 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 play really good defense. We take pride in our defense and and steals and deflections, and and the girls are buying in and working really hard. So um, it was just a change of mindset and having that growth mindset of um, yeah, we we can do that. We can get rid of the old stigma of. Uni High is just a just a give me game, and we can we can go in and compete every night. 
Thanks again to Uni High girls basketball coach Brad Wilson. It's great to see Uni High girls basketball doing so well. They have struggled ever since I've been preps coordinator at the News Gazette dating back to late 2017. So nice to see them heading on the right track. Well, we're going to jump into our first break here on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. Two days before Christmas, but the basketball is just heating up because of holiday tournaments. Uh, that is uh, definitely the case with two Prairie Central teams, coached by Darren Basil and Darylin Dunn. We're going to talk with them, as well as some coaches from Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin, and Tuscola. So be sure to stay tuned. Now, back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. We are back with the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas doing things solo tonight. Jim Rosso got the night off, but our coaches around the area certainly did not. That includes Prairie Central boys basketball coach Darren Basil, who chatted with me shortly after Prairie Central won the Watsika Holiday Tournament by defeating Cisna Park, and shortly before the boys went to face Paxton Buckley Loda in a Friday matchup. Take a listen. Your guys won the uh, Watsika tournament, beating a, a team that placed second in Class 1A last year. I mean, what did it mean to this group to, to get the job done? It's a good stepping stone for our, for our team, our program. Uh, we've been down over the past, you know, decade. So, <laughs> uh, you know, they came out fought hard, and, and just not a good team. I know a lot of people say, well, they lost their, a lot of their guys, and they, they lost the two big guys, but they have some good kids still there that, know how to play basketball and they are, they are coached extremely well and uh, they do a lot of things the right way so it was a good win for our program for sure you guys uh, just overall i mean this is no slouch of a schedule you guys have before you enter the holiday tournament time uh, including the game against paxton how have you liked the way your guys have responded to that tough scheduling you know they have responded real well and it hasn't been easy uh, friday will be our second home game of the year so two of our first 12 games are at home is all. Um, and then we got Paxton that's a good team, and then we turn around Saturday and play over at the Eureka, uh, Eureka College in the Roanoke-Benson uh, shootout against the Peoria Quest team, which I'm not sure if you know much about them, but they, they have a really athletic, good good 1A school. Um, so, yeah, battle-tested early uh, against on the road against Morton, and then we did have one home game, like I said before, uh, Fridays, and that was against Bloomington High School, two, two uh, bigger schools, a lot bigger than us anyway. And uh, we were in the, both those games. could have gone either way. So early early season tests are, are good to, to know what we need to work on and kind of, you know, a, a gauge on how we think we can be. So. I wanted to talk about those two bigger school games that, uh, that you mentioned. I mean, losing to Morton by only seven rallying back in the second half against Bloomington and forcing overtime. I mean, uh, did you almost learn more about the boys, those two losses, than in the wins? Or what What uh, productivity can you see from those two losses? You know, Morton was a seven-point game, but that was free throws down the stretch. I, I actually got a technical. Uh, it was a one-possession game under a minute, and so the seven point was a little bit uh, more than it. It didn't relate to how the game was. It was back and forth all game. Um, you know, we had a horrible shooting night. We shot like 22% from the field. We missed a ton of open shots. And, uh, you know, Trey was in foul trouble most of that game. And so we we learned a lot about ourselves, a lot about our, our team. Um, and I think that kind of put us 
we can we can hang our hat on defense and rebounding. We're really good defensive teams, and and those you know playing great defense in those games helped us be able to stay in the game. So I think we learned a lot. What I've been preaching actually actually is true is that defense can help you win you know games. Wanted to talk about Trey. I know you got a very uh, you got a lot of uh, good seniors, but Trey leading a good group of juniors as well. It seems like uh, how what growth have you seen from him on the offensive end? Well, he's a, he's a much more patient than he was as a sophomore. You know, he's trying to as a sophomore. I think he's just trying to get used to the game, and uh, of course, he never played with any of the guys he, he played with last year. But he, he led us in scoring last year too. Um, but he's become more patient, and of course, he's worked on it all all off season in the weight room and and playing a lot of games, a lot of AAU and, and different stuff. So um, the one thing I really like about him is he's a, he's attacked the basket first, and then uh, you know outside shot will come later. So that that's been a big difference in this year. Get to the foul line, uh, as you know, can really help a scorer get going. A lot of double-digit scores in many different games. You got Jake, you got Riley, you got Connor. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple other guys I'm missing. Cooper uh, has probably been there as well. I mean, what can you say about the the rest of these guys and what they've contributed? I think if that bodes well for us as the season goes. Um, Riley Bond, another junior, he was you know at JV last year. He was the go-to guy. He probably averaged close to 18 points a game at JV last year. He's he's the He's a good shooter. He's trying to figure out where he fits in the, in, in the varsity level. Um, he gets rushed a little bit and and doesn't always think think the game. Gets, you know, maybe maybe some shots too quick. Uh, but you know, he has the ability to knock him down. So we keep encouraging him to do that. But just be you know, we want them to play loose. We want them to play smart as well. Uh, we got Peyton Dunhe, another junior that can when he starts hitting shots, he's pretty dangerous. Uh, he's coming off the bench for us. Hobbs, a senior, uh, he's been struggling shooting so far this season. Uh, and we just think in one of these games he's gonna he's gonna finally shoot like he does in practice, but it, it just hasn't happened for him yet on that that end of it. Um, another another junior is uh, the Palmore kid, who's our six four guy. You know, he's always he's uh, the guy that we look forward to for post defense and rebounding and. Um, you know, he can score. He just hasn't really done it. He's missed some easy shots the last few games, but he's starting to finally look to score. Um, and, you know, he's a kid that didn't play basketball. He played – he was wrestler until he was a freshman, but then he decided to go out for basketball. So he's he's fairly new to the game and, and learning as he goes. And then, of course, our senior leader, Bechtel, he's had uh, – the last couple games he's had 14 points. Uh, he's just a really smart player. He's – Getting over, he had an ACL tear in the regionals last year. So, you know, he's not 100%. He's, he doesn't have the quickness and the explosiveness that he that he wants. And but he's he's smart player, and he's even though he's not not as quick as he thinks he should be, he's still pretty darn quick. Let's move on to the Williamsville uh, tournament. What do you like about the Williamsville tournament, and what it will offer your guys? What are you hoping to get out of that tournament? Well, first of all, Coach Beard down there, Nick Beard, does a really good job. Very, very gracious host and goes out of his way to help help every team, everybody. Um, what I like about the tournament is you know, that area of the state has a lot of really good 2A basketball teams. So we get to see some teams we don't normally see hardly ever. 
However, having say that, uh, our first our first game was against Colono, who is a, a conference opponent. It just so happened, you know, that's how it worked out for seeding wise. But um, we did get a four seed down there, which I think is pretty pretty fair. Um, like I said, we played Colono first. Hopefully, we can go out down there and play well. It's always a tough one. Day after Christmas, get on a bus, traveling down there and playing at noon, basically. Um, and then Porta has a really good team. Our side of the bracket has Porta, Quest. Uh, it's a it's a good tournament. There's a lot of really good good teams. There's a few teams that are down this year, but you know I expect everyone to come out and play hard. Thanks again to Darren Basil for joining us out of Fairbury, Prairie Central boys basketball coach. As Darren said, the team had had kind of struggled over the last decade, but uh, things are going really well at Prairie Central across all sports. Both basketball teams, the football team, the wrestling team has had multiple state champions the last few years, so it's good to see. And speaking of the girls' uh, girls side of things, we now have Coach Darylin Dunn from the Prairie Central Hawks. Uh, before the season started, Darylin gave me an idea that this team might be something special, and so far this year, he he has been proven correct. Let's uh, hear what he has to say. You told me at the beginning of the year you thought this group had a chance to do something pretty special, and so far your your prophecy has been proven right. So what is uh, what has been the key reason why this group has been able to be so special so far? I think we are we really bought into this whole strength and number, and this is one of the years where not only do we have experience, but we have a really upperclassman-led team with juniors and seniors. And the core of our team is led by them, and they're buying it too. The first serve and being a defensive first team. You guys started off at the guys' zone tournament. That first game, I know you guys were trailing going into the fourth quarter against Muhammad Seymour. Came back and posted a a quality win. What did starting off the season like that do for your girls? Oh, it was a huge confidence booster. I mean, uh, just a credit to Muhammad. I mean, there I, I, we can also credit them and Eureka for being the building block of our success this season simply because the year before that, both those teams that we got wins that would beat us by 20-plus. And um, getting, going into those games and having come back victories and knowing you can do it over and over again, and you do it multiple times in the same week, it does a lot for your confidence, but also knowing that any team that steps out there with you, you feel like you can win. Whether it was in that tournament or somewhere else, is there a game out of these first 11 so far that you feel like you, you most learned something about your girls in? I would say, yeah, those uh, the Muhammad game, we knew we were going to see pressure, and we knew Eureka was going to be well coached. And so those are two different styles of play where one's a half-court game mostly, and uh, the Muhammad game was more of a they want to speed you up, but we we're up-tempo, so we we're a little more relaxed and comfortable as far as that goes in the Muhammad game. Uh, also, the loss of Eureka helped us a lot. It helped us refocus, and uh, the girls zone back in on their goals and things they want to achieve this season. And they understand that if you don't prepare the proper way, that you can get beat by anyone tonight. How have you liked the way your girls have bounced back since then? I mean, you guys crushed uh, Clifton Central and then two more uh, good wins right after that. Uh, I love how they bounced back. Again, a focus at practice. And again, our players are being more vocal where they understand the mistakes they made. And at only we didn't shoot the ball very well, but we also did a lot of things on defense where we won a lot of assignments. And they're coming back in the next day ready to make those corrections. And so. Going into those last couple against Clinton Central, uh, Reed Custer, and um, even Tri-Valley, it's more so focusing starting fast and the girls are bringing more energy. Good senior leadership on this team uh, with your captains and Becca and, uh, and Ellie. I mean, how have you liked the way those two have led this group and uh, what they've accomplished so far this season? Um, I would say our two vocal leaders are probably more of um, 
Daniel Vogel and Madison Kincaid. They're more vocal, but as far as our engines and motors and stuff like that, uh, Ellie's been more of a lead by example. She's she's on the top of our presses. She's uh she bring that intensity. She's keeping it in a competitive environment within our practices. Uh, Becca's our floor general. I mean, she gets us. She gets it where. She understands what defenses are going to get being thrown at us. She's going to get us in the right offense, off of the rotation on defense. Those things, as far, as far as the mental aspect of it, she's what you want in your point guard. And she's been a huge asset for us this year. So you've got two girls who are kind of your, your captains, your leaders by example. And then you said you have two other girls who you kind of consider your vocal captains. Yep. So Ellie and I are lead by example. And then you get Daniel Vogel, who's a senior, and Matt Cade, who's probably our glue. I call Madison or Draymond Green of the team because, I mean, you take her out of the lineup, a lot of stuff falls apart. She's that interceptor on the back side of the post. She's also that deep side post player on the weak side or rotation. She sets the screen. She does all the things intangibly that you don't see in the stat sheets. And then at the end of the game, you're like, wow, the plus minus is crazy. Your team just uh, up and down, pretty pretty good size on your team, it seems like. Have you seen that kind of play out throughout the season benefit you guys? Uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing where we have we, – we, and essentially I don't look at Ellie as a post player. She's more of a wing forward. And um, she, she she gives people match, matchup issues because we're not trying to match up the other teams. We're going to make other teams match up us. And essentially we're playing wings and guards. And so when you match up with it, it's either you have to put your bigs on our smalls or vice versa, and we do a lot of things we want to do offensively because of that. So um, – and also been able to switch ball screens because we're so athletic and long. I mean, Becca's our shortest person on the floor when we're allowed our starting five. So it gives us a really good advantage on the perimeter as far as, you know, changing and playing defense. The, the Riverton Christmas Classic, what do you like about that tournament and what it offers uh, your girls o- over those few days in late December? I think the biggest thing um, for us is you want to get that postseason feel a little bit in the regular season as well, so you're prepared for it. And I think this week, having, we'll play four games this week, and then going to Riverton, we'll play probably five. And you're doing those in a short span, so the girls have to be able to manage their legs and take care of their bodies throughout that to maximize their success. And I think that's the closest thing you can get to rolling in a regional and playing on a Tuesday and then playing again on a Thursday and then turning around and doing it again. We've been on more so of the girls call it a revenge tour. So, um, I mean, in, in a perfect world for them, they would want to win their first three games of pool play at Riverton, and they're hoping that Porter can win in their pool so we can beat them in the Final Four because they beat us last year at Riverton. What would it do for girls to, to win that game as well? Oh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be huge, especially talking about a team that's receiving some state-ranking votes, and they have a pretty good record. They're also south of 55, so anytime you go in that area, it's just good to beat those teams and show that you're reaching your point for good basketball. I know the the boys over there in Fairbury are doing very well. Also, has that almost uh, driven both sides of these uh, both sides of the basketball court, the girls' side and the boys' side, watching each other do so well to start this season? Yeah, I think it's healthy competition. Yeah, I think um, both teams are having early success, and now it's one of those things where you're watching they're watching each other. And now they're trying to accomplish goals and outdo one another. So I think it's a healthy competition where you want to succeed and whatever drives you to succeed more. So be it, it's also a bonus that is coming from our school. Thanks to Prairie Central girls coach Daryl and Dunn for joining us on the show. Uh, you may notice before we go into our next break, uh, you may notice there's no top tens on this show. That's because uh, the way the show was set up this week, it just didn't make any sense to do any top ten rankings. There were some results 
that I was not aware of at the time that we are talking here. So I didn't want to just jump out on a ledge and try and guess who should be in our top 10. That will be back uh, in the paper and also on the radio, the final edition of 2019. Well, let's take our next break. Afterward, we'll be joined by Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin boys basketball coach Gary Tidwell. Stay tuned. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. We are back on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas. The holidays are right around the corner. For Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin, that means hosting two holiday tournaments, one for the boys, one for the girls. I spoke with Bismarck Henning boys coach Gary Tidwell ahead of the BSN Classic on the boys' side, and uh, he, he didn't mince words. He likes his guys' chances of possibly taking the, taking the tournament title at home. Take a listen. Give me a vibe of uh, what the locker room's like right now. Uh, how are these guys feeling about this start? Well, I think um, everybody's pretty upbeat and excited. I think, um, you know, the whole team knows um, our potential this year. Uh, we pretty much have everybody back from last season, so we're a very experienced team. And um, we know our schedule. Uh, we know what uh, what the opponents are like, and we feel that this can be a great season. We've been uh, facing some common common opponents here so far uh, with the Swarman t- tournament and uh, you know some of our conference games and and uh, we knew a lot about those teams uh, but this weekend we have two non-conference teams coming in um, at home at uh, Seeger they're uh, a talented team uh, they've got a couple uh, big players that know how to post and uh, we haven't really been challenged in that area uh, yet this season so. Uh, that'll be uh, good for us to see how we match up against them. And then um, Sista is coming in on Saturday as well. And, you know, I know uh, they lost quite a bit with their size last year, but their guards are, are uh, very competitive and uh, very fundamental. And uh, with the run that they had last year, uh, they're playing confident. And uh, so I think uh, they know how to win. And uh, they're going to they're gonna compete, compete and play hard. And so I think that'll be, that'll be good for us. Even though you knew the team had good potential coming back, did you expect these scores to be so lopsided early on? I guess. Yeah, I had a feeling that uh, we would be um, we'd be pretty good. Um, again, I'm pretty familiar with the teams uh, in the area and and what we did this summer. And uh, with Drew Reifstack being back, he was out. You know, a lot of the season last with the broken hand. Um, I just I felt um, pretty confident going in and knowing what the potential of our team team was and. Um, so, yeah, I felt like, um, you know, we needed to, you know, beat those teams pretty good if we were going to play up to our, our potential and not be uh, complacent in our effort and execution. And, uh, and we've, we've done that so far. Um, so I've been pretty pretty pleased with that, really. You mentioned Drew. I know he's very good on the soccer field, but uh, obviously very, very effective on the basketball court as well. I mean, him missing a good chunk of last season with that broken hand, do you feel like that that combined with the fact that so many guys returned around him has him in, in another gear to start the season almost? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we had uh, some guys that had to step up last year uh, to get quality minutes. Um, you know, Elijah had to uh, take the, the point guard position and did a great job uh, filling that void. And, um, you know, we just – we're able to, to uh, survive the season, really, and still win 22 games. You know, Brody Sexton and Kate Howie uh, both contributed uh, last season as well and did a great job, and Kai Stanford. And so all those guys you know, have a lot of uh, 
a lot of experience under their belt, and they're playing with a lot more confidence right now. And and I think uh, they all complement each other really well. And uh, you know, so I think uh, Drew is a great, uh, you know, great athlete, obviously, uh, multi-sport athlete. But he's a great leader, great teammate as well, and uh, he's just uh, just a major asset for our, our program. Drew being a great athlete, is it, is it really just that that makes him so hard to stop on the offensive end, or is there something else that he's really doing to, to make opponents' uh, lives difficult? He's a stat sheet stuffer, really. He uh, does does kind of everything. You know, he's averaging 23 points a game for us, but he's also, you know, leading in assists. He gets seven or eight assists uh, per game, so he draws a lot of attention. Uh, he has the ability to play above the rim, and, and he's unselfish, you know, and, and usually that's, that's kind of uncommon. Um, with an individual that can score uh, that easy and uh, who has the ball in his hands most of the time. And so he's just, just a well-rounded athlete, a likable kid, great leader, and uh, just kind of a coach on the floor, really. And I think um, his teammates enjoy playing with him. And, um, you know, so I think, the, you know, the, the team spirit is really good and, and he has a lot to do with that. And I think Mason Hackman, too, has really helped us this year. He, he didn't uh, – get very uh, much experience last year as a varsity player because uh, he was injured most of the season, but he gives us an inside presence. Do you feel like having Mason down low was kind of that, that missing piece maybe? Because I know you guys have plenty of talented guards, but like you said, size has been kind of an issue the last few years. So is Mason kind of that, that one missing piece? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is. He, uh, he does a great job. Uh, you know, being still in the pain area and rebounding for us, and uh, it's been consistent in that department. And he runs the floor really well, and uh, and he's he, he's he's versatile. He, he can guard the the perimeter and play every position. And so he's just uh, kind of a nice utility player uh, for us right now. And and so he's going to have to step it up uh, big this weekend. And you know, some of our our guards going to have to play a little bit bigger than they normally play, but um, but yeah, we're we're looking forward to the challenge, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to execute. You mentioned uh, some other guys, some good varsity experience last year, especially when Drew went down with his injury. Well, uh, let's talk a little more about those guys. So uh, let's yeah. let's say let's say Drew gets absolutely hounded. He's got four guys on him. I mean, who are the other guards we can expect to see uh, step up in his his speed? Elijah uh, Tidwell and um, Avery McConkey. Avery was out for much of the season last year too with a with a back injury, and so uh, those guys uh, give us an outside outside scoring threat. When they're both on, uh, we're definitely hard to guard. So with Drew uh, being able to penetrate and and dish it out to either side, you know, I'm pretty confident that the, as the season gets on, those guys will be able consistently to knock down the shots. And, um, you know, Kai Stanford, uh, he's just, um, he's improved tremendously from last uh, season. He's gotten a lot stronger. So he's really, uh, doing a good uh, job for us, um, on the interior as well, rebounding well and just, uh, doing all the little things that, you know, that you, that a lot of coaches, you know, sometimes take for granted, you know, just a lot of hustle plays and, you know, rebounds and executing, you know, our sets. And so, you know, he's, he's been, um, an encouragement uh, for us uh, this year as well. But I, I think our depth is, is another key, really. We can go about eight deep. You know, I've got um, Brett Midell, a uh, freshman. He's about, uh, you know, six six two. Um, you know, and uh, can play inside and out and uh, has just a high basketball IQ and just uh, float in uh, with the rest of the group really well. And uh, so 
I think we can throw out a team really, you know, whatever strength that they have, I think we can, we can, um, you know, we can match it in some way. And if we get guys in foul trouble or Drew is out, uh, with, with fouls or, or whatever, I think, um, we can, we can hold our own still. You guys host your, your own event, lots of basketball going on over at Bismarck during, during the holiday. I mean, uh, First of all, just uh, how nice is it not only to be in a holiday tournament and get that experience, but also get to host an event like this, have the guys, you know, not have to worry about travel, but still get that experience over multiple days. Well, anytime you can play at home, it's definitely an advantage. And that's one of the reasons why we uh, entered the Slurman uh, Topper Classic uh, three years ago. Was just The proximity was close. We knew that we had some uh, guys that were dual sport athletes playing football and you know, sometimes you have conflicts there if they make a playoff run. And so we wanted to be close. And uh, obviously, you know, we've uh, hosted uh, this tournament for a long time along with Heritage. And uh, it's been a quality tournament. Uh, a lot of times we get some, some teams in that we don't normally uh, see. And so, you know, that's that's good for us. But, but yeah, being close to home, especially during the Christmas season with, with, uh, with family get-togethers, it's just um, it's really nice and convenient. Obviously, you got to get through your own pool before you can worry about what comes out of uh, out of Broadlands over at Heritage. But uh, exactly. I feel like your chances of uh, taking down the title. I would think that we're the favorites again. I'm uh, pretty familiar with a lot of the teams uh, in the area. I think we had a great summer, and just looking at the box score so far, and I would think that we're the we're the clear favorite, especially playing at home on the final day. But you know, it's a lot of games in three days, and you know, you're not sure how your kids are going to respond and how teams play. Uh, you know, fatigue obviously sets in on the, you know, playing two games in one day the first or the first two days. And uh, so I just feel like we've got an experienced team. I think we've got an all-state point guard that's really got a great head on his shoulders. And I think we've got a lot of players that complement him really, really well. And uh, we play hard, you know, and we're, we're consistent and we have depth. So I've just I've got a lot of optimism about our team. And, uh, you know, so I'm definitely anticipating that we can we can win the championship in this. Thanks again to Gary Tidwell for joining us out of Bismarck. Uh, you can go see the BSN Classic for both boys and girls basketball uh, right after Christmas. It'll start on the 26th over there in Bismarck, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if both Bismarck teams came out of that with a championship. Well, we're going to take our final break here on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential, and we'll be glad to be joined by Tuscola boys coach Justin Bozarth out of the break, talking about uh, Illinois recruiting prospect Jalen Quinn, among other athletes. So stay tuned for that. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. On to the final segment of the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas. Let's get one more interview under our belts with Tuscola boys basketball coach Justin Bozart talking about his Warriors off to a strong start. What are your takeaways from this whole group so far? I think the one thing that, that we've been really pleased with um, is our ability to share the ball and kind of understand spacing. That's one of the things that uh, I think this year's group um, has, has made huge strides in is that uh, it's a pretty a pretty knowledgeable group when it comes to understanding basketball and spacing within basketball. Uh, so uh, I think if it, when you see us, you'll notice like it's not just Jalen that scores all the time. We're getting uh, early in the season, we've had excellent shooting from guys like Cole Cunningham and Grant Hardwick and Nick Williams. 
Um, and then uh, Ben Dixon and Jay Kibler have just continued to, to be steady forces for us um, inside. And uh, those two guys, uh, including Jalen, um, with with Ben and Jake, they have you know the most varsity experience of all of our guys coming back, and you can kind of sh- you can see that they're especially those two seniors, they're just comfortable now um, throughout the entirety of a game, and uh, uh, it's been good. And this year we've we've been able to just with our personnel, we've been able to play a lot more man-to-man defense than we have in the past, and uh, I, I think we've we've taken. Uh, a little bit more pride in guarding every single night. So we're we're hoping that that, that trade continues on. It does seem like there is more balanced scoring this year than last year. Is that a fair assessment? I think it is a fair assessment. And, and obviously, uh, Jalen demands and, and creates a lot of attention uh, from an opposing defense. Um, and maybe what he doesn't necessarily get a ton of credit for right now is, is he's he's an elite passer with, with really, really good vision. Um, and, and I think his passing and getting guys into open spots and, and, and at times creating open jump shots for those guys. Um, you know, like all of a sudden everybody shares the basketball pretty well. Um, and, and like our passing has almost become contagious where we're making, we're passing up a good shot to get a great shot by just making one extra pass as we swing it around. Um, and, and I think a lot of that, um, you know, Jalen's going to start with the ball in his hands uh, just about every possession. Uh, but when he creates that attention, uh, our, our our whole group has understood, okay, we've got to keep it moving once it leaves his hands. We've talked plenty about Jalen. We had a story about him uh, in this, one of this week's papers. So I want to discuss some of the other guys, uh, J- Jacob and Nick and Ben and uh, uh, Grant. I mean, uh, what can you say about these guys and their impact? Are there any surprises to you among that group or any guys I didn't mention? As far as surprises, I wouldn't say so because we had a really good summer as far as seeing what guys could do. Um, we knew what Ben could be like when Ben's healthy. Ben is going to alter all sorts of shots. He's going to block shots. And then Ben's pretty good around the basket as well, um, not only just uh, finishing with his left hand, but um, he, he's a really good offensive rebounder and just keeps possessions alive for us. Um, Jake has been doing this since his sophomore year. Um, and, and he's been he's been a guy that kind of got thrown into varsity action early um, and, and had some growing pains as a sophomore and just trying to figure out the speed of the game and that sort of thing. But um, he he's a, just continues to get better um, and he works at it. He, he's the guy that um, you know just just competes every day of practice and it, and it translates. Colin Grant, those two guys, um, you know, if you if you come to practice or if you see this play. Um, those two guys can light it up from the outside. And um, we haven't had a game just yet where both guys were, were hot at the same time, but um, they've been they've both been tremendously consistent. And I think they got a little taste of varsity last year, but now they're, um, you know, they, they know now that, that they're starting, that, that it's, it's comfortable for them. Nick Williams is the guy that, um, you know, I'll probably talk about the most because uh, Nick's good enough to be one of our starters. And we told uh, a group of guys that, hey, we need a guy uh, from what we would consider our starting six to, you know, thrive in the six-man role. And um, so all the guys had about 24 hours to think about it. And uh, Nick came back to me um, that next day at school, and he said, Coach, I've been thinking a lot about this. And he goes, I think I want that role. 
to, to where I, I can be the first guy off the bench and I can create the energy and the spark that we need because I think I'm the best guy that's suited for it. And, uh, I think it can, it can best help our team win. And, and so, uh, like I, it kind of blew me away hearing that from, from, from anybody. Let's talk about the, the holiday hoopla. Why is this a, a quality tournament to be a part of? And what does this tournament offer your guys? Number one, uh, Monticello does an outstanding job in, in just hosting the tournament, and I, I think a lot of that credit would would go to Coach Roy and uh, Coach Ian, and then uh, you know their athletic boosters. I know do do so much to to make it a successful and a worthwhile tournament. Uh, we're extremely fortunate, you know, for for Pescola fans that both our boys and girls um, are playing in the same place, so that's a really attractive benefit for our kids is that a lot of people come and watch us just because you can catch both of our teams over those three days. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as the, the teams, it's just every year there's really good quality of teams. Uh, you kind of look across the board, some of the mainstays uh, that have been in the tournament uh, for, for so long, you know, Ridgeview and Coach Keller, like Coach Keller's one of the best coaches there is. Like they're always going to be competitive. Um, I've got a lot of respect. Uh for Coach Roy and Coach Tompkins, they've been doing it for so long, and, and they've both always been so good to, to someone like me who, who's relatively new to this. Um, but you know Monticello and Gibson City, every year they're going to be competitive, um, and they're going to be competing for regionals and that sort of thing. And then um, PBO is another one that, uh, um, you know, they, they they might be, you know, arguably right now on paper based on who they've played and, and who they've beaten compared to, to the rest of us. They may they may be the, the best team on paper right now. Um, so I, I think for us, we're really looking forward to, um, you know, the, the quality of competition, the teams that we, we know we're going to see and the, the teams that uh, we could potentially see. But every year it seems like there's, you know, there's four to five teams, um, if not more, that you can look before it starts and say, hey, these, these guys got a chance to get to the championship game. Uh, so we're really looking forward to, to seeing how it all shakes out. Thanks again to Tuscola coach Justin Bozarth. And that'll wrap up our show, just chock full of interviews. Thank you to all of our coaches for helping out with that this week. You can see our boys' basketball top 10 in tomorrow's print edition, the girls' basketball top 10 in Thursday's print edition, and we will be back the day before New Year's Eve to talk more basketball here on the radio. I've been Colin Likas. Have a happy holiday.